Welcome to part three of Health Systems CIO's interview with Kate Pierce, Executive Director of IT and Clinical Informatics at North Country Hospital. In this segment, Pierce talks about the extremely valuable lessons she learned during her time with the Army, why establishing an IT steering committee is a critical piece in remaining stable, and the unique challenges and benefits of being a rural health organization. Are you from the Vermont area originally? I am. I was born and raised here. But I, I went in the Army after high school, and I was gone for about 10 years, 11 years. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> and in the meantime, I got married and had a couple children, and then um, <laughs> came time for my kids to start school, and I was like, wow. My parents are both from families of 12, so if you oh. can imagine in this small community, this right. felt like a very safe place to raise my children. And and they've done well. My my oldest daughter is a pharmacist now, and my youngest is a marriage and family therapist. So they're grown. They have children of their own now. <laughs> I, I just felt this desire when I came to the hospital. Wow, this is an opportunity for me to help this facility and in that way, you know, make sure that if my mom comes to the emergency department or my uncle or my aunt, they've got a great place to come to. You know, I'm probably two degrees of separation from everybody in this community. <laughs> it's a very cool thing. And I'm, I'm sure that sometimes it might have its ups and downs, but I imagine sure. that it really does instill that sense of community. Oh, yeah. I think people think, well, you work at the hospital, you must know that Uncle Joe was there yesterday. I don't generally, if I hear about it in the community, it's usually the first time I've heard about it, you know. Yeah. It's really not like that. And HIPAA is such that even if I did know, I wouldn't talk about yeah. it. I couldn't talk about <laughs> exactly. it. So it's easier just to pretend I know nothing. So you're from the area, you mm -hmm. came back to it, but having that experience in the Army, I can imagine that that really changed your perspective or just kind of helped you uh, grow as a leader and a person. Yeah, I, the Army was a great experience. I mean, it teaches you respect, it teaches you discipline, it teaches you some of those basic skills that you need that really pay off in life. It teaches you work ethic. There's probably not another opportunity to use the exact skills of my trade in the Army, but all right. of those skills that you gain there from, from being a member of a team yeah. are certainly transferable, and I would never change that. When I was in high school, I, I wanted to get an education, and I saw Army as a way to, to do that. But once I joined mm. the Army, it was so much more than that. It's about our country. It's about being part of this team. It's, it, it was um, a lot more than I ever expected. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. That could be a whole other discussion one day. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Okay. So you've stayed with this organization and uh, really seen, I, I can imagine, tremendous changes and do you feel glad and you know satisfied that, that you've been with the same organization and, and seen that progress? Oh, I, I think we've come so far since I've been here. And not to say that they couldn't have done it without me. I just I feel privileged to have been a part of it, a part of that change. And you know now leading that change into not just where we are now, but the things that we need to do to ensure that we remain financially stable, to make sure that we're strategically focusing on, on the right things for our IT department. It's To me, it's an honor. And I think that 
I could be wrong, but I think that when you talk to other CIOs across the country, like I, I attend the Chime conferences, and I think people often discredit folks that are in smaller organizations because mm-hmm. they think, oh, well, you're 25 bad, it's nothing. But I, what I don't think that they understand is that I wear so many hats, and so does my staff. We cover all of the areas that larger organizations do, or yeah. most of them, with so many fewer staff. The folks that work here are so versatile. You can have a conversation with one person and they know a ton of different areas, whereas when you get those larger organizations, you know, they might have five people dedicated just to implementing Dragon. Whereas that's a small part of one or two people's jobs. You know, it's like yeah. security. They might have a whole big team to address the oh, security sure. needs. And we yeah. have a part of my job. It's a part of my uh, tech supervisor's job. It's, it's part yeah. of a lot of people's jobs. And it's sort of a team effort with everything. And it develops people with such great broad perspectives about what it takes for an organization to be successful. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I remember speaking with um, our CIO who was in Nebraska a couple of years ago, and I, I said something about your CISO, and she said, yep, you're looking at her. <laughs> and I think that that's something that, that a lot of people don't really understand, and just the additional pressures that uh, you have to deal with, it is something right. that I think gets underestimated. Yeah, I mean, because it's like, who deals with your infrastructure? I do. Who deals with your <laughs> informatics stuff? I do. Who deals with right. your security stuff? I do. You know, who does your recruiting? I do. I remember taking the CHCIO exam or being in the boot camp, and they threw a question out about, it was a financial question. It was something to do with budgets and finance and Everyone at our table is going, I don't know, I don't know. And I was like, well, yeah, because, you know, generally our revenue comes from here. And, and they were like, how do you know that? It's like, well, budget's part of my job. You have to do it, right? <laughs> you, you pretty you much have, have to. to know everything. You may not be yeah. a complete expert, but you know how to find the answers that you need. So it's a great job. That's why I've been here so long, I guess. But it's not for the faint of heart, it sounds like. <laughs> I don't think so. It's like you've got to be really willing to work really hard, roll your sleeves up, and if there's no one else to do it, you do it yourself. You have to be able to work alongside your team. You know, I think a lot of CIOs have teams of folks that do the work, but, you know, I feel as though I have to become parts of those teams very often. Like right now, I'm leading a project to implement an upgrade to the Echo Pack software because there's nobody else to do it, so yeah. it became mine. Right, right. I'm it sure it's not the only time that'll happen, I'm sure. No, no, it happens a lot. The other thing that I think that we had talked about was controlling cost and how difficult it is sometimes in this situation. Our facility is, runs about, I don't know, about $85 million. Before we made the transition to this integrated system, one of the things that had happened over the years is that before I became the director of IT and informatics, each department was kind of left to their own devices to select software, and mm. then they would knock on the IT door and say, hey, I bought this software. Can you implement it right now? Because that's when I need it. And 
as an organization, that's not sustainable. It's not something that you can continue to do. We couldn't keep continuing to grow our server room to the point where we didn't even have enough staff to support all the servers that we had on site or to manage everything that was happening. So we, we did put in place some governance structures um, for IT procurement. If you're purchasing something that touches IT, it literally has to go through you know, IT approval. We have a committee that actually prioritizes implementations. So, you know, we had to put some governance and some structure around what was happening there. But we've managed to take our data center. Literally, we had five or six racks of servers, and I think we're down to one. We're down to what can fit in one rack from a combination of how much smaller servers and the virtual servers and and all of that. But but another common thing that happened is we're strategically choosing to move systems to the cloud. So if we need to replace a system because it's outdated, we look first to cloud-based vendors to make sure that, you know, to see if there's something viable that we can use there versus having to put something else in our data center to manage. I think those types of things have really helped control costs. We've moved a lot of the costs from capital expenditures to subscription-based items that are operational costs. So it kind of helps with having a predictable cost and having a lower cost. Since this transition or in preparation for this transition to the single system, I think we've eliminated through attrition, or I should say we've not eliminated, but we've not filled four vacant positions. So I I had 18 staff between the two departments. I now have 13, and I have, I expect that to go to 12 here within the next six months. So when you think about 12 people managing 14 clinics, Mm. the entire hospital, we also own a nursing home, and all of the informatics and IT support that that takes with 12 folks, that's pretty efficient. We've made significant cuts in our budgets. Yeah, I guess you could say it's out of necessity, but you really can get creative and come up with solutions. And that, too, is a really unique thing about rural facilities and, and the individuals there, I think, is that, that ability to say, okay, you know, we don't, we don't just have this pile of resources. What can we do? And it, it's something right. that I think can really serve people well. It, it can. I mean, we've the organizationally we adopted lean the lean principles, and we literally have lean projects going on all across the facility all the time. Uh, you know, when people mm. think about you know the staff members gone, how could I improve this process? And it's just through looking constantly at how do I eliminate the waste? How do I eliminate the waste in this process? How do I eliminate the waste in this supply chart? So just getting rid of everything that's waste. And that goes a long way in making us, keeping us financially viable because yeah. there's a lot of regulatory requirements that could easily increase your cost. And you have to figure out how to do more with less. And that's what IT is about, right? It's making you yeah. more efficient because starting to fully utilize the tools that you have at your disposal versus doing it the same way we always did it. People are more open to that concept since this organizational lean initiative. So it's been it's actually been been good for everyone to think of things differently, and that's what we have to do to stay viable. 
Yeah, I, I feel like that's just a good mindset to have. Yeah. I was reading the National Rural Health uh, Association. They said 69% of rural hospitals have a negative operating margin. To me, that's that's a scary thing because they're predicting that 25% of rural hospitals are going to close within the decade. And you see it happening across yeah. the country. Rural facilities just can't survive. So, right. you know, one of my goals and our organization goals is to make sure we're as efficient as possible because our community needs us, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. Mean, I can't imagine having to drive 45 miles when I'm delivering a baby. Yeah. It ties back to what you said before about it being more about patient care. Right. It, it certainly seems challenging but very rewarding being in that type of environment. Yeah. I, I know even here in Vermont, there is one hospital that's literally looking to do whatever they can to survive. They're looking to see if they can affiliate, if they can merge, if, you know, something to keep their doors open because they filed bankruptcy last year or maybe mm-hmm. it was this earlier this year. It's hard. And I know yeah. everyone says health care costs so much, but being in this rural facility, we're upwards of 50% Medicaid patients. Mm. And when you get that type of revenue stream, it's really difficult to have enough revenue to sustain your organization. It's yeah. important that oh, you absolutely. cut out all your waste. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of really good stuff. And I don't know, hopefully by you talking about what your organization is doing, what you're dealing with, the ultimate goal of all of this is for others to be able to glean something from that. So really appreciate you taking time to speak with us. And it's been great hearing about what you guys are doing. Then I definitely would like to talk again down the line to see how things are going. Okay. Well, that sounds great, Kate. Thank you for taking the time to chat. Well, take care. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.